you haven't figured out what it is that you want to do um, with your careers yet, now is a good time to start. And you can start as simple as you know, grabbing a pen, paper, and making a list of things that you like, things that you don't like. Welcome back to another episode of the Leadership Download Podcast. Thank you for joining. And on today's episode, we have a good friend of mine, Sean Mayo. Um, I met Sean Mail during my tenure in Antigua and Barbuda, which is an island in the Caribbean. And uh, Sean and I worked on several projects together. And Sean is in the human resources field, and he's working as an HR generalist today. But beyond that, Sean is an entrepreneur. He's heavily involved in uh, things beyond his day-to-day job. And um, we talked with Sean about career planning and how career planning and looking at the big picture is so important. And so Sean and I, we talk about strategies on how, what you can implement to uh, plan your career, set goals, and to have that meaningful future. Because oftentimes we get so bogged down in the, in the day-to-day, in the now, in the present. And if we don't have that vision for the future and start setting goals on where we want to see our career go, um, we're really not going to get anywhere. So hope you enjoy this podcast interview with Sean Mayo. Well, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Uh, Sean, thank you for being on the podcast. Happy to have you on. Thank you as well. And I'm, I'm happy to be here today. Yeah. Yeah. It's been great knowing you like during my time when I lived in uh, Antigua, very much enjoyed my time there. And it's very good to get to know you there and work with you on several stuff and uh, also, you know, continue to stay in touch periodically. So looking yeah, forward. For sure. Yeah. Um, so tell, give our listeners a little bit about who you are, Sean, and also a little bit about your kind of career journey and uh, what took you to where you are today. Cause I think that'll set the basis for kind of what we're talking about with, with our conversation. I got you. Uh, so my name is Sean Mail, um, Mail like from the post office, um, that's me. And as Cameron mentioned, I am from the lovely islands of Antigua and Barbuda. For those of you who are listening and don't know where that is, you can go pull out a map and you will find us halfway between um, Jamaica in the north and Trinidad and Tobago in the south. We're pretty much smack dab in the middle of the Caribbean island chain. And I've uh, born and raised here in Antigua, spent all my life here um, on these islands. Um, you know, I've traveled abroad, I've done a couple of things. And, you know, my career journey is pretty much uh, some time ago, I got the wild notion that I wanted to be in HR. And so from leaving, you know, secondary school, college here on the island, going to university, you know, it's always been in the back of my mind that I want to end up in HR. And so, you know, now at almost 40, I'm not an HR manager yet. That's my aspiration, but I'm very much on the road to to being there. Well, awesome. Yeah. Uh, one of the first things that when we were planning this podcast, and I'm glad you brought up this topic because I think it's so prevalent in terms of young generations and people that are still like really trying to find their way in terms of what they want to do, what they want to pursue. They might be in these frontline roles. And one of the things, topics that really I, I'm interested in talking about is um, the fact of, you know, planning and thinking beyond where you are now 
and talking about career planning, you know, what are you taking a look at the big picture? Uh, what are you doing now that's going to help you in the next five to 10 years and having a bit of a vision of where you're going to go? So can you share like for you yourself, Sean, when we're talking about your personal journey of career planning, um, how has that helped you really achieve uh, your professional goals so far? Uh, it, it definitely has. Uh, it hasn't been an easy road, but it's been one that, you know, I've been happy to be on for um, the last couple of years. And, you know, just to give you a little bit more insight, I recall secondary school, for those of you who are outside of the Caribbean listening to this, uh, when we refer to secondary school, we're talking about grades 7 through 12. So pretty much your last, um, well, high school for, you know, for American listeners. Okay. I recall sometime in high school, um, some guy came to our school to give a talk about something. I don't remember what he was talking about. Probably probably was career planning or something along those lines. But all I remember is that he drove a, a Mazda sports car, probably a Miata or some sort of convertible. This was back in the, you know, 97, anything, anywhere between 97 and 2000. And he, you know, dressed really nice, spoke really well. And all I remember him saying is that he's in HR. And I think from then, you know, the seed was planted in my mind that I want to be in HR. And, you know, as I went through high school, college, and, you know, um, my early years of working, I, I kept running into people who were working in HR. And, and I kept thinking, like, I like these people. These people seem to be cool people. I, want, I, I, I can see myself being in this job working in HR. And so, you know, it's just been um, on the back of my mind and a passion that I've been pursuing um, from an early age. And I think I was, you know, kind of lucky to figure out exactly where I wanted to be uh, career-wise as an adult, as a grown person. And so, you know, every year I've kind of just gotten closer and closer to that goal. And I'd say for the last, you know, when you met me, Cameron, that was my first, um, you know, entry into the world of HR and industrial relations. And then now I'm actually in HR as a HR generalist. And, you know, I think I have, you know, a lot more to go and a lot more to give along this career path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're on a great, great trajectory as well, especially where you are today. Um, so how important <clears throat> is it for individuals to truly have that that long term career plan, looking looking out in their future and having some vision and uh, taking a look at that bigger picture beyond what the, what they're doing today, because I, I see this too. And I, I think it, it doesn't matter what part of the world we live. It, I think it's that, that same struggle that people are having is really focusing on the now living like paycheck to paycheck and not really trying to figure out, you know, what's this next year going to look like? What's the second year going to look like? What's the next five and 10 years to look like? And also not only that, but where do I want to be uh, professionally and in terms of my career growth and career path? Yeah. Um, I mean, there's definitely, you know, benefits to having a long-term career goal. And I say that because on any given day, you know where it is that you're headed. You know what it is that you want to do. You know what it is that you want to accomplish in life. And, you know, for some people, this might be a bit of a daunting task because they don't figure it out early um, but, you know, now the, the conversation is as, you know, millennials and zennials, it's like, you don't need to figure it out right away. Just, you know, take it one day at a time. And there is some benefit to that as well. Um, but you definitely want to have a North Star, you know, something that's guiding you. 
whether it's a passion, whether it's um, a preference, whether it's something that you maybe don't like doing, um, but, you know, something else that you're gravitating towards. So, you know, in terms of knowing where you ultimately want to end up as a career, as a, as a vocation, you know, um, as a hobbyist, whatever the case is, you know, it's, it's always good to know that this is where I see myself um, a week from now, you know, two weeks from now, a couple of months from now, at the end of this year, you know, we just started into a new year. A lot of people have resolutions. And, you know, if it's a case where you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I need to figure this out. Well, you know, this is the conversation to help you figure this out. And it's not something that, you know, comes overnight. Um, it's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take a lot of effort. And, you know, one of the things is, you know, anything um, worth doing is worth doing right. And if you're going to do it right, you know, it might take you some time to get it done the best way. So if you haven't figured out what it is that you want to do um, with your careers yet, now is a good time to start. And you can start as simple as, you know, grabbing a pen, paper, and making a list of things that you like, things that you don't like, um, places that you like, places that you don't like, things that you can see yourself doing, things that you can't see yourself doing. And just by narrowing that down, you know, might give you an idea as to, you know, this is the kind of environment that I want to be in um, for eight hours a day. Uh, or even saying this is the environment I don't want to be in. And then, you know, pick from there. Like, I don't want to be in the spaces. So then what's left, you know? Um, so it could you could really start right now, pen and paper, and just, you know, keep going from there. Map it all out if you can. Or if not, just take it um, one day at a time but have something in mind that where you ultimately want to end up. Yeah. I, I think it's, it's also a struggle for, cause I, I've seen this as well, Sean, where uh, individuals, they, they kind of limit themselves and don't necessarily move in the direction that they should because okay. of like their circumstances. Sometimes it's culturally, maybe it's their parents or, or, or significant other that wants them to pursue something that they might not want to. Uh, they might limit themselves because, you know, I'll, like, I'll never become someone. I'll always be this this waitress or waiter or housekeeper. I'll always be this and and not looking beyond that because and they don't see they don't even believe in themselves to have that potential to to go for higher. Yeah. Yeah. So self, self-belief is some people have way too much of it, you yeah. know, and some people have just enough and then some people just don't have any at all. And I think have Having a, a healthy balance is is something to, to be coveted. Um, but for those who who don't have any at all, um, there's there's something intrinsically um, different about all of us because none of no two persons are alike, even identical twins. So to the person that's listening to this and might have that belief, you know, I don't want to tell you you're wrong, but you're wrong. There is something special about you. Um, there's there's no other person on this planet like you chromosome for chromosome they, they might look similar but you know the genetic makeup is always going to be slightly different and so for, for each person on this planet there is a specific person a specific purpose for that person it is sad that some people do not realize their purpose throughout their lifetime regardless of how long they live and then it's a blessing when some people you know realize their purpose um, very early on and they keep living it year after year after year and then I guess the balance is some people, you know, discover their purpose somewhere through midlife and, you know, it's able to take them into their more senior years. And, you know, whatever, whatever, whenever it happens, 
the world is truly a better place for persons who know exactly what it is they want to do. And, you know, they carry that with them for the rest of their lives. From all of the career tests that I've done early on, they've always said that, you know, I'm going to be working with people. And I never gravitated towards um, the medicines. So I knew I was not going to be a doctor or a nurse. I was not going to be in a hospital, you know, um, putting in, um, you know, needles in people's arms or anything like that. And so one of the broader areas was um, social services and HR. And I have worked in both of those fields. Uh, I worked in social services for eight years as a probation officer, fresh out of university. So I've seen, you know, the darker side of humanity, if you want to put it that way. And so now that I'm in HR, um, there's not much that surprises me because I've worked with people, you know, at-risk youth, um, persons in conflict with the law. So I know what the alternative looks like for people who don't have um, a purpose or able to find purpose in their jobs and what they do on a daily basis. I know what the alternative looks like. You know, so that's something in the back of my mind when I'm talking to, you know, um, my employees on a day-to-day -day basis. I know that having a job, regardless of how you feel about it on a daily basis, is much better than not having one and needing one or wanting one and not being able to survive because you don't have that level of income to support yourself or your family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like what you mentioned is that no two people are identical. And I think that's key because mm -hmm. oftentimes, I think the younger generations, even ours, there's they still playing that comparison game where they're they're saying oh you know i i, I want to be just like that person but not realizing that every individual like you that are listening out there like you are unique in your own way and i i feel like that's where a person needs to start like you mentioned is like honing in on your own uniqueness you know identifying what you're good at uh what you're most passionate about what makes you happy um, what kind of like turns on your switch where you get in the mode there uh, you enjoy and oftentimes you know you can identify that yourself sometimes you need the people around you that encourage you at work saying oh man you're so good with that accounting thing that you do on a day-to-day -day basis and that could be just one small portion of, of your job yeah 100 percent um so in terms of people you know staying um, motivated and focused on their career paths especially, you know, when they have challenges or um, setbacks, you know, the one thing I would say to that is time is, is the one element that's constant. It's yeah. present. Once you're here, you have time, you know? So um, even, you know, the premise of starting a new year and, you know, there's all this anxiety about a year coming to an end. But then once that clock strikes midnight, you know, there's this breath of sigh and relief that, hey, I made it into the new year. I have 365 days at my disposal now. And there's a lot of hope. There's a lot of um, resolve in terms of I'm going to do better. I'm going to make you know a better change for this new year. And that's because people think that they have time. And you do. You definitely do have time. Um, so the time is always now to start that thing that you want to do. Uh, because the thing is, if you, if you waste the time, you don't get it back. Yeah. You have it, you know, cherish it use it to, to the best of your ability, make the best of it, um, you know, plan for it in terms of what's going to come. So if this is the year you're thinking you want to change careers, um, then what's the plan? Mm -hmm. It's not going to just happen under the blue. Somebody's going to say, hey, um, you know, I think you're, you're great at what you're doing, um, but I want to offer you this other job. 
they might have no idea what that that hidden talent um, in you is, you know? And so this is, now is the best time for you to capitalize on, you know, um, the rest of the, this year and to put a plan in place in terms of, this is where I want to go at least by the end of December, 2024. You know, halfway through the year, I, I need to accomplish this first, but then I could definitely segue into something else for the second half of the year. Or there's been this course that I definitely want to do to sharpen my skills. Maybe they're having enrollment by April. You know, it's you have time, right? And so you can start planning now because the whole career journey is literally a repeat of planning, doing, checking where you're at, where you're at, at that specific point in time. And just repeating that whole process over and over again. You know, mm -hmm. you plan, you do, you check, you plan, you do, you check. And, you know, you, it will get you where you want to ultimately be. So time is that one element that you want to use to your advantage. Whether it's the 24 hours in a day or, you know, the days of the week or, you know, the next month. Uh, you know, we're only nine days into to January. So, you know, we have, you know, 22 more days to go. And so, you know, use that time to your advantage. You know, don't let you get to the end of the year. And you say, you know, I wish I should have done this, even as something as, as a, a Google search, you know, to find, you know, where's the, where's the nearest gym closest to you? Or, you know, where's this, this nearest park, you know, if you want to, you know, have a, um, a fitness routine or something. You know, something as simple as that, you know, you, you keep saying, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. But your phone is in your pocket. You know, just pull it out, look for the thing that it is that you're interested in and, you know, go down that rabbit hole, see where it leads you because you never know where you'll come out on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I, I really like what you said with time. And I think another element is also taking action because often sometimes taking that easy route is not always the best route and taking action means like going into that uncomfortable, uh, stepping out into the unknown. And oftentimes, you know, when we talk about challenges and setbacks, you know, that that's, I think, truly a part of the journey. I don't yeah. think any successful person or business person or executive or leader out there, um, they all have gone through setbacks and challenges. And sure. that's what help, that's what helps you grow. I think early on in my leadership journey, I was very discouraged when I made those mistakes or maybe it wasn't the right move for me. Um, but now looking back, I've grown so much from them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that growth is, it's something that you can't put a price tag on. Um, you know, experience is the greatest teacher. You could read a thousand books a year and, you know, you still won't know how to do something unless you actually do it. You'll have an idea, you'll have a theory, you'll have thoughts, but unless you're, until you're sitting at that moment, doing the thing that you want to be doing, you will have no idea how it actually is going to feel. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you get a rush from experiencing something for the first time. Um, you know, I'm in, I'm in HR, so I'm, I'm literally solving problems every day. And so when, when I have quiet days, I appreciate them. But then there are other days where I'm like going from phone call to phone call, email to email, meeting to meeting, and it's just a constant grind. Uh, but I enjoy that. Right. Mm -hmm. I enjoy the quiet days because there's things that I need to get done. But on the days where I'm, I'm, I'm busy and I'm doing it, it's still in the back of my mind. Hey, there's these other things that you still need to get done. So when you're done saving the world, you still got to go update the time clock, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, yeah, that's 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 my two cents on that.
Yeah, I think another element is is having that balance between you know it's great to to plan long term and have that you know five ten year plan of, of where you want your life to go in terms of your career and in other areas as well. But oftentimes, being so focused on that, you almost can lose sight of the now and the short term goals and making sure you're focused on uh, you know those small steps that help contribute to kind of the long term. So. How would you say, uh, what's what's kind of your insights on that balancing short-term goals with those long-term aspirations? So I'll, I'll put it this way. I remember being, um, you know, 20 years of age, first year of university, having, you know, gone through high school, some college, local college, and I worked for two years as a, as a tour guide uh, before I went to university. So, you know, I was a uh, older freshmen, so to speak, where some kids were coming straight out of high school, 16, 17, 18. I was there at 20. I'd had my driver's license. I'd worked. I know what it felt like to make your own money. And, you know, I'm there and I'm thinking it's going to be four years until I'm done from university. <laughs> you know, like this is day one, September, you know, um, I got, you know, three and a half years, three and three quarter years ahead of me. This is going to be a very long journey. And I was like, okay, well, let's have some fun while we're at it. And because of how rigid uh, Caribbean schools are in terms of, um, you know, the way the methodology in terms of how they teach, how they test, um, university was a breeze for me, you know? And so, whereas in my first year, they're like, okay, you know, you, can, you should only take 16 credits and, you know, because um, you don't want to overload. I was like, I, I can do 18, you know, and I talked to my, uh, my advisors letting me do 18 because it's like, I live on campus. All I'm going to do is getting up, going to school and going back home, you know? So I didn't have to commute. I didn't have to do anything. So I got away with it, but all throughout my journey was like, I never lost sight of the fact that not that I'm only, I'm here for four years, but I have four years to experience all of the things that university has to throw at me. So even though, you know, the coursework, you know, got harder and harder each year, I still had fun. You know, I still joined clubs, um, made friends, you know, had relationships and, you know, just enjoyed everything that the four years had to throw at me. Um, knowing that, you know, once I get out of this bubble, um, it's game on, you know, in terms of there's no going back. Um, so now you're sort of in this environment where, Everybody wants to learn and everybody's talking about their plans for the future. And I am as well, you know, I was talking about it then. I always thought I'd, you know, I'd go and do a master's in organizational psych and industrial psych or something along those lines. That never happened, but I'm not discouraged by it anyway. Because when you get out into the real world and you start working and you start making advances in your career, you're like, that was a pie in the sky mentality, you know, when you're a freshman or when you're a sophomore, you know, even up to senior year is everything seems possible until you start working and you're like, oh, I didn't have to limit myself to those ideas because that's just um, a degree, you know, that's just a title. Um, I'm really good at what I'm doing and I just want to keep doing it more and more and, you know, raising up the ladder in terms of, you know, promotions and whatnot. And, you know, even though I went back to school to do something in HR after working for a couple of years, I always had in the back of my mind still i'm going to be working in hr that's that's where i want to end up 
And if I leave, it's because I want to, not because I never got to do it. You know, so having that um, in the back of my mind that, yes, this is where I'm going four years from now when I'm done. Um, when I'm done, I'm going to try and get a job in HR. If not, I will, I will still work my way towards it. So I say that to say, you know, it might take you a very long while um, to get to that point. And I say that even because, you know, I was in, I've been in school with um, persons doing undergrads, doing undergrad in biology, because that's their first degree on the way to becoming a doctor. And, you know, that's four years and then it's pre-med and then it's whatever else they do. But, you know, for them, it's like a, a 10, 15 year stint from the time they enter university until the time they finish just to be able to wear that white coat and have that title doctor. It's not an easy role, mm -hmm. but they know what they're signing up for. And as daunting as it may be, they grind away at it every year. So I think, you know, for most people, even if you, it's not to become a lawyer or a doctor or something so specific, at least still have an idea what it is that you want to do and just have some fun along the way. You know, um, just know once you know that you're going to make it and once you've resolved in your mind, like I'm sticking to this no matter what, have some fun along the way um, because you're not going back to that place to start over again. You're always going to be starting from somewhere with more experience, more knowledge. And so just enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, what are some of the common mistakes that you're seeing that that people are making when it comes to career planning and and maybe based on the work that you do, what are some of the ways that that could be avoided? Yeah, um, I think one of the first mistakes that people make is um, just becoming overwhelmed um, by the sheer magnitude of it all. Like if if at age 20, you know, I'd sat and thought, OK, where am I going to be 18 years from now? You know, um, I'd probably have a, a, a minor meltdown or something. Um, you know, because, you know, you think about, okay, you're going to be almost this age and what are you going to be doing? Where are you going to be living? How much is rent going to be? How much is a car going to cost? You know, like if you, if you start getting into those very minute details, it might become um, too heavy for you to, to contemplate at this time. And that's why some things you just have to wait until you get there to experience it. So, you know, don't rush um, time in terms of thinking that, you know, you have to learn everything today. You know, some things are just going to come. Rome wasn't built in a day. Just take your time and, you know, progress through the stages. And then another thing that I, I think um, other people don't take into consideration is the cost. You know, if you're thinking of a degree, um, if you're thinking of, you know, something specific, whether it's a pilot, a lawyer, a doctor, um, you know, whatever it is, there's going to be a cost component to learning. Um, either cost in terms of actually paying a school or opportunity cost in terms of, what do I have to give up to learn this skill? You know, do I have to give up football? Do I have to give up cricket? Do I have to give up, you know, some sort of sport that I like in order to dive deeper into the thing that I, I want to do? Um, you know, in my spare time, <laughs> um, I volunteer at the local credit union, you know, and I'm on the board. And, you know, so that, that's a chunk of my time that is, is gone um, every month. Um, you know, in terms of reading documents, being at meetings, but the experience that I've gained, you know, just being behind the scenes, the knowledge that I've, I've you know, things that I've learned, um, you can't put a price tag on that. Mm. So I, I, to some extent, I know more about what the credit union is doing than persons who work in the credit union um, on a daily basis. 
you know, because we're doing, you know, a lot of high level planning and making plans for the calendar year, uh, things that those persons will execute eventually. But, you know, we get to be the ones who kind of set the tone of what's happening. You know, so when I say opportunity cost, it's like, what is it costing me? I mean, of course, that's time that, you know, I could be um, spent with my family, friends, you know, socially. But the opportunity um, that I'm gaining in terms of, you know, rubbing shoulders with other like-minded persons, you know, you can't put a price tag on that. And then the time in terms of, you know, learning skills and, you know, uh, becoming a professional, you're, you're not going to be um, the best at what you do on day one. You know, so it's, it's going to be a learning curve. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to break things. You know, you're going to rub people the wrong way until you figure things out. And that's just a fact. Um, there's, there's no one. No one is perfect. So mistakes are going to happen, but learn from them. You know, use them to your advantage. Um, you know, I have a little um, white strip of um, paper stuck to my to my work um, PC. And that's just to remind me of, you know, these are the mistakes that you've made. So whatever it is that you're looking at now on the screen, um, I mean, it's not a list. It's just like a, a sticker, but I know why it's there. Like these are the mistakes that you've made. So whatever it is that you're doing now, take a minute, just make sure that what you're doing is what um, it needs to be done. Just double check, triple check, you know, just so that, you know, some mistakes, um, you know, aren't repeated just because. And, and then, you know, people um, thinking that everyone in your, in your immediate circle, whether it's your family, your friends, um, that they're going to be rooting for you, that might not be the case, you know, especially if they don't understand what it is you're doing, um, or they don't care to understand what it is you're doing, or they're jealous of what it is that you're doing, you know, they might not be in your corner. So whereas you might tell someone, hey, I'm going to go and pursue this, you know, I want to be a barber, I want to be a massage therapist, you know, I want to be whatever it is. And it's like, okay. But, you know, if, if they don't get excited for you, that's okay. You yeah. have to get excited for yourself, you know, because you know what it means for you in terms of that freedom of, you know, achieving the thing that you said you're going to achieve. And so, you know, you have to bear these things in mind, you know, the journey is not going to be an easy one. Uh, but if you stick with it, it's definitely going to be worth it. Yeah, yeah you touched on a, a lot there. And I wanted to unpack a few. Uh, the the overwhelm piece that you mentioned, I think that's that's something <clears throat> that I still struggle with today is like, you know, you often get into this like headspace where you're thinking so much about the future and you get mm -hmm. so overwhelmed because it is overwhelming. But like, I think like piecemealing that out in terms of, okay, you have that that one goal that you have five years out, this is where you want to be. But what are you going to do, you know, in where you are now? What can you change now? What can you change in what do, where do you want to be in a couple of months? And then where do you want to be, you know, in six months and then a year and taking some time to, to um, take it, take that look perspective on a more granular scale. Uh, one of the things that you mentioned was you, like your involvement with the credit union. I think that's like, you know, being involved and going above and beyond um, in terms of getting involved in the, the spaces that, that you want to be involved in, you know, going beyond than just your typical nine to five uh, job or your um, primary source of income. I think that's so key to not only help you become well-rounded, but also set yourself apart from the competition yeah. and really get yourself out there. Yeah. Um, and if I could add to that, I recall... Yeah. 
when I joined, there's a human resource society here in Antigua. Um, when I joined, I was not working in HR, but I knew the best way for me to make it in HR was to get around people who were yeah. working in HR so that they could see me, know me, know who I am and know that I'm interested. And so, you know, even after I did a degree um, in psychology in university, uh, I think a couple of years after that, that organization was having a training session. It was like six weeks introduction to HR, you know, sign up, come, and you'll get a certificate at the end, two nights a week. And I went. And out of everybody in the course, I can remember a few people who did that course. There were some persons who were doing it, of course, because they wanted to network and they wanted to get their foot in the door in HR. Mm -hmm. And out of everyone who did the course that they were doing, I recall, I think I was the only person from the, the class who actually joined the organization. I wasn't working in HR, but I could yeah. I could have joined as like a, a, a student or an apprentice or something like that. And I joined, went to the meetings, you know, volunteered with them, you know, um, just so that I knew at the end of the day, these people were going to be my peers. And that's the case today, yeah. you know? Um, so, you know, knowing where you ultimately want to end up and, and start trying to get into the room from now, not in a pushy way, like, hey, you know, I have this, I have this, I have this, like, you know, let me in. It's like, hey, how can I help? You know, um, I ultimately want to be, you know, um, in this position, you guys have, you know, or your organization or your volunteer group, um, you know, has had a lot of people come through it that end up in these positions. How can I serve? You know, how can I help? Um, what's what's what do you what do you have happening that you need some help with? Or can I just sit in on a couple of meetings and, you know, listen, follow along, um, you know, things like that. So trying to get yourself in the space that you ultimately want to be in. Uh, so that at the end of the day, when your name pops up, um, you know, four or five years down the line, which is what happened in in my case um, when I when I interviewed for that job at at um, where we met employers mm -hmm. fed, um, I knew some of the people in the, the room because of that scenario. Um, so it wasn't a case where I was saying, "Hey, consider me for this." It's like I've applied and then I get coming to the room and like, "Hey, how are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing?" Yeah. You know, so it made the conversation um, easier to have that there was already that familiarity. And I know what I'm saying might be. Um, idyllic in a small island sense but i would like to think that you know even if someone is listening to this in one of the 52 states canada europe whatever if you treat your immediate community um, as an island yeah. and think about who those main players are in um, on that island and persons that you can network with spaces that you can go to for free and learn uh, because people always want to share information mm -hmm. and you know um you'd be surprised that you ask someone a question and it turns into a half an hour conversation and say, you know, well, we can't really finish this conversation today. Um, let's meet up again in like two or three days or call me, send me an email and, and, I'll, and I'll carve out some time to go a little bit further with this conversation. Uh, because for, for the persons who really get it in terms of, you know, um, life goals and achieving them, one of the things that you know is that the more you teach is the more you learn. Yeah. And so for me, I'm working in HR every day. I have teachable moments for myself and for um, for my employees. 
you know, somebody asks, how, how is this calculated? Why is this done this way? I get to teach in an extent in terms of this is the black and white of it. And then I get to give, this is what it, the black and white of it is, but let me explain to you what it really means, not just for you, but for the company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I think definitely becoming um, involved in your local community, wherever you're at, becoming a person of, I hate to say this, but like a person of like relevance in your community. I think for that's sure. that's like key and, and that's possible no matter where you are. I mean, uh, it's challenging in some parts of, of the world or some parts of the country, um, but it's definitely possible. And I think it really starts from curiosity. You yeah. know, what is it that you want to learn? And, you know, one thing that you mentioned earlier is you're going to have to make some sacrifices in order to pursue what you want to pursue. And, uh, and I think it's going to also cause you to shift your habits, the habits, the way you think. Um, as your career progresses, you're going to realize that the things you valued maybe last year, you're probably not valuing or even doing uh, this year um, just because you're on that trajectory for growth and you are are focused on kind of where you want to go and the things that you want to get under your tool belt to kind of bring you there. Um, let's see. So, you know, Sean, we, we've talked a lot about, um, you know, career planning, putting plans in place, but, you know, there's some people that are listening or watching, they're like, you know, I'm so stuck. I'm unsure about my career path. I don't even know what direction I want to come go in. I'm struggling. I have a family. I'm living paycheck to paycheck. I've tried several different career paths and you know, I just don't know what to do. And I'm, I'm sure you face this uh, in, in your role in HR. Um, what advice do you have for, for someone that is stuck and really unsure? Yeah. Um, one of the things I would say is, you know, find some avenue to be able to, to talk it out. Um, and I say that because, you know, some people might be living in their head, um, uh, like, you know, they think about it, think about it, think about it, but, you know, they, they're not verbalizing what it is that they're they're feeling right they're not able to put it out there and so if you're if you're able to to talk it out to write it out um even talk it out in a in a space where you hear your own voice and i'm not yeah. saying to do this on the bus when you're going to work because people are going to wonder like what's wrong with this guy but you know if if you're at home or if you have you know there's a park or something some space where you're by yourself and you can Physically, you know, try to rationalize out loud what the problem is or what you think the problem is. And I say that because when you hear yourself say certain things, it, it makes a difference as you're thinking it, you know. And so hearing yourself saying it, you'd be like, okay, so if that's the problem, what's the solution? You know, and then you get a conversation going. And, you know, I, I would like to think that your mind would start to work differently because you're, you're hearing the problem. And you're trying to come up with a solution and you say well could i do this think about it like i could but what, what what would that mean what would that look like you know or who do i need to i don't know the answer to this who can i ask you know and then asking yourself that question might say okay well who can i ask like honestly who can i ask who who would know is it my brother my sister my aunt uncle a family friend you know whatever the case is who can i ask where, where do i find this information you know, where is it? 
You know, it, it has to be somewhere because other people have done this. So what what's the what's the secret? You know, where where is it? You know, where is this nugget found? Where can I go to find? Is it the library? Is it a bookstore? Is it the bank? You know, um, is it the church? You know, where where can I find this information that I'm looking for? Because it has to be out there somewhere. And and I would say, you know, the other part of it is to to stay infinitely curious, you know, always be asking questions, always be looking. Um, one of the things that I've heard from, you know, all of the podcasts that I, I listen to is that, you know, success leaves clues, you know, um, listen to the people who are doing the thing that you want to do and, you know, see what they have to say about it. Is it that they were up at four o'clock in the morning, um, you know, working on themselves before they got to their, their job? You know, is it that they, you know, changed the way their family ate or, you know, their, their sleep routine or, you know, what they listen to, you know, what they watch, you know, what is it that these persons have done incrementally to make their lives better and to get to the point that they want to? And what can I do incrementally um, to get to that point? You know, mm -hmm. can I start walking for just five minutes today? See if I could do 10 tomorrow and 15 the next day. And even if I fall off for two or three days, where do I start back? You know, so, you know, just honestly, you know, talking it out, trying to find those nuggets and then, you know, looking for the, the breadcrumbs of success to see, you know, what you, what trails you can pick up on and, and follow along. Yeah, I think uh, one one other element, too, that I wanted to to talk about is, you know, those that are all on a good trajectory path, right? They're, they've done it all. They're doing well. But then you know, they go for this opportunity and the, they're, they're, they don't get it. And yeah. I, I faced that several times. That could be very discouraging. How does someone like move forward? And, you know, and sometimes this could happen like repetitively, right? You go up for, you know, several opportunities and you are passed on and someone that you think didn't even deserve it gets that. How, how do you move past that? Uh, one day at a time, you know, it's yeah. always going to sting. Um, and, and, and there's no point in me saying it's not going to hurt. It, it's definitely going to sting. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think I'm not, I'm not nearly at the end of my career. So I'm not saying this as someone who's at the end and is looking back. Um, I'm saying it as someone who's, who's in the middle of it and, and looking forward, you know, and, and so it, you just have to move past it. I mean, don't get me wrong wallowing it for a day or two or three or however long it takes you you know being a funk if you want to be in a funk like listen i'm mad yeah. i'm upset i'm eating my feelings i'm watching my feelings i'm sleeping my feelings away <laughs> whatever it is that you know makes you feel comfortable in this moment just wallowing it for a couple of days um but eventually you have to come out on the other side mm -hmm. and that is you know starting over again um, putting a plan in place you know working towards it and ultimately um if it is that the company is the problem and not you, you just got to part ways, you yeah. know, um, at the end of the day, you know what you bring to the table. And mm -hmm. so if you realize that, you know, the goalpost keeps getting moved further and further away from you and you keep trying and trying and trying, then maybe it's a time, maybe it's time for a new environment. And yeah. if you've given, if you've given it the best that you could have, then, you know, I don't think anyone will fault you for saying, all right, I'm done here. Um, it was nice to be here, but I think it's time for me to go. You know, yeah. professional athletes do it all the time. They're like, all right, I've reached.
reached a peak here with this coach, with this team. Um, there's nothing more that I can do um, physically um, with this structure to get us to the next level or to get myself to where I want to be professionally. So I think I'm going to have to call it a day. And once you do it respectfully, um, if you can, you know, hopefully it's not an extremely toxic um, work environment, um, then it's it's time to go. Mm -hmm. And I recall, oh, I read this book during the pandemic, and I think it, it was called The Arsonist in the Office or something like that. Um, I know it's a very interesting um, book title. <laughs> and, you know, it was literally about trying to manage people who are, who are set on burning the business down. Um, not physically, but in terms of, you know, those persons who you cannot get through to them like nobody wants to work with them they are a challenge to be to work with and everyone has to tiptoe around them you never know when they're going to strike and you know my my advice is to if you see yourself becoming that person it's time for you to go yeah. you know it's time for you to find somewhere where you can be yourself um where i am now i think it's the first job since i was a tour guide um that I could be a hundred percent myself, you know, mm -hmm. um, like I can decide how I want to answer the phone when my boss calls me. She might not like the, uh, the way I answer it, depending on if she's in a serious mood and I'm not or vice versa. Yeah. But, you know, we have that level of understanding each other that like, this is me, you know? Um, so if I answer, you know, the phone, whatever the case is, um, you know, sending an email with smiley faces or whatnot, I mean, respectfully, um, everything. Yeah. But yeah. at least my personality gets to to come through a hundred percent, and you know when we're serious we're serious, but you know when we're joking we're joking. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes it's a little bit of both, and sometimes we you know one person is in mood, one person isn't. But you know, find that space where you can be you. Maybe not a hundred percent, because it's still the workplace. Um, you know, you might wanna inner you might have green hair, but you know. <laughs> you might not be able to show up to work with green hair and keep your job, yeah. you know, but, you know, find that space where you can be closest to your true authentic self. And if that place is not your current workplace, then, and you can afford to leave, you know, let's be honest, it's 2024, yeah. you know, uh, and you can afford to leave, then, you know, start, start thinking um, of where you're going to go. Think of it as, you know, you're planning a trip, you're looking for a new destination. You know, you know the vehicle that's going to take you there. It's your experience. You just have to apply in terms of seeing what's out there. Can I work with this? You know, um, and then, you know, just see how things work out. Awesome. Yeah, you touched on some some great points there. Um, really enjoyed this discussion, Sean. I think it's for those listening. I hope this kind of got your mind going on career planning, wherever you're at, whether you're good at it, you've thought about it, you haven't thought about it, that this helps you start somewhere and give you some encouragement um you know sean and i are people that have been through it and we're kind of halfway through our career i would say and still 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 moving oh, yeah. forward <laughs> sure. yeah um so sean as we wrap up i have do have some rapid fire questions just yeah. so our guests can get to know you a bit more and and um a little bit some insights on you um the first question is uh, like how do you uh, personally like develop yourself and grow yourself like what are what are some content that you or how do you like consume content to help grow and and get better? Yeah, um, 
in the last couple of years, it's definitely been reading and podcast. Um, and I say reading first because I fell in love with reading um, at the age of 12. My aunt gave me a John Grisham book and I never looked back. Mm. Uh, at least I've read at least one to three, between one and three books every year um, since then. And some of it is not even business related. It's just fiction, you know, um, and even that ex expands your mind in a way of thinking, in a way of seeing things. And it gives you a different vantage point in terms of how did someone come up with something like this? Like, you know, what 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 could they have been thinking that led them to think about this thing? I you know, and it it, it just gives you a sense of appreciation for how different again um, we are as as individuals and then podcasts you know for the last um 10 years or so i've really been taking off and so i listen to a couple of different content um sometimes it, it it gets a little monotonous and i try to you know switch it up um but i listen to health podcasts business podcasts and sometimes just listening to people talk about random things um <laughs> it's something that um, like Freakonomics um, has a, a sub-podcast of um, the economics of everyday things, where they might talk about the economics of shoelaces, you know? Um, th this is, I don't think that's an actual episode, but just to show you how random it can get. But then you listen to the content and you're like, huh, I did not know that. Mm -hmm. And even even what I watch sometimes, and my, my wife sometimes gets on me for this, because I watch like a lot of car restoration um content i don't know why i just gravitate to watching people take old things and make it look new again so those are some of the ways that you know i kind of keep up with what's happening and trending and you know outside yeah. of and any any like business or leadership podcast that you'd recommend um definitely um uh craig rochelle um um i forget what the name of his his leadership podcast but i think you put me onto it or you've been to uh one of his conferences or something haven't you yeah he's spoken at one of the conferences but yeah that's yes. a that's a solid like leadership yeah podcast. Yeah. yeah and yeah. and I, I mean um everything i'm saying here is in moderation because if you're going to listen to this content like 30 days on a stretch your mind is going to just be super saturated so you know every now and again just mix it up with something um, but Craig Grushel has a good leadership podcast. Um, I listen to, you know, Miles Monroe and um, there's the other guy as well. Um, you know, when you ask the rapid fire questions, they don't they don't come to <laughs> mind. But, you know, those two guys have, um, you know, speak yeah. a lot about um, leadership and business and, you know, you know, in terms of setting career goals. Um, and I, I was an avid listener for the Secrets to, Su to Success podcast by Eric Thomas. Um, I haven't listened in a while, but um, you know, those are some of the things that I've been listening to over the years. Mm -hmm. uh, next question is what's next on your bucket list? What's, ah, next? what's next on my bucket list? So I'm not sure if I've ever told you, but uh, my sister and I, we run a hiking business here in Antigua and Barbuda. Yeah, and um, yeah, we are celebrating 10 years this year in the business oh, awesome. back in 2014, believe it or not. And so we're going to Grenada in March. And, you know, so that's the next thing that, you know, I'm really looking forward to. Uh, I've never been to Grenada. Um, and I've also never had a company that survived 10 years. So, um, you know, I'm very much looking forward to it as, a, as an entrepreneur. It's a good feeling to know that not only did you bring something to life, but you've kept it alive. 
Um, yeah. I don't have any kids, so I don't know what it feels like to keep a child alive. But I know what it's like to keep a business alive and keep it growing. Um, for the last 10 years, we had our staff event last Sunday night. And whereas last year we had five people at the table, this year we had nine, you know, which is um, a healthy number. Um, some of it is, you know, like um, spouses and family and friends in the midst. But, um, you know, we've definitely grown year on year on year. And so I'm looking forward to, you know, ticking the fact that we've made it to 10 years. We're doing this trip. We're having fun. We're growing the business. I'm definitely looking forward to that. Awesome. Uh, next question is, Dead or alive, who would you like to have lunch with? Oh, got to be Jay-Z. Um, definitely alive. But um, Jay is one of my all-time favorite um, persons. Um, yeah. And I I think I came of age when his music was, you know, coming out. So I've, I've listened to, I believe, maybe not all his albums, yeah. but majority of them. So, um, and I think people are paying to have lunch with him now. So, you know, <laughs> if I could have it for free, I mean, I don't have the kind of money to pay um, Jay to have lunch with him. But hey, you know, if you can oh, squeeze wow. me in for an appetizer, I'd, I'd be more than happy. Yeah, awesome. And then final question is, what's the best advice or words of wisdom that you received so far? Oh, best advice or words or wisdom. Um, I definitely have to be something coming from my mom um, sometime. You know, she's just always encouraging me to, yeah. to keep at it, you know, one day at a time. Um, you know, if it's something that you want to do, well, you know, um, do it. You know, yeah. um, I'm here to support you. What do you need? Um, let's get it done. Mm. You know, so um, I think I think that's the note I'd like to end it end on. You yeah. know, like whatever it is that you want to do, let's just get it done. Mm hmm. And I, I, actually something just sparked there is like when we're talking about career planning is like having the right voices around you, right? Having the oh, right sure. people around you sure. that that lift you up and don't drag you down. Because I think Craig Rochelle said it is like, you know, the where the trajectory of your life is is the is the people that you're surrounded with. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the direction it's going to go. So, yeah. yeah. So for, for the person who's listening to this and thinking that you're doing it alone, you're not doing it alone. Mm -hmm. Sean and Cameron are doing it with you. We're right, we're right here with you in this moment. And the fact that you've listened to this, we're never not going to be with you on this journey. Yeah. So there's at least two people in this world that have your back 110% that's going to be with you every day just by knowing that, hey, this content is out there. It's going to reach somebody. It's going to change somebody's life. And we want to be here for that. We're here for you. Come back to this anytime that you need to. And, and, you know, I could say on this podcast, like, you know, if somebody's listening and they're on your podcast and, you know, they want to reach out just to shoot the breeze in terms of, you know, career planning or anything, you know, you have my email address, feel free to share it if somebody reaches out, because um, I might just be that the star in someone's story for a little bit, but, you know, I want to see that person's story, like take off to, to the levels that we know that it can reach. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Sean. I really uh, thoroughly enjoyed this conversation and those listening out there. I hope this was encouragement to you wherever you're at in kind of your career journey. So thank you. Thank you for being on. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Cameron. It was definitely a great way to spend uh, an hour on a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah. And uh, yeah, to you and your audience, you know, all the best in your podcast and uh, the year to come. And, you know, I wish um, all the success to you and your team. Thank you, Sean. All right. Have a good one, Cameron. 
Well, I really hope you enjoyed this interview with Sean and that it really shed light in terms of taking some time to reflect on where are you at in terms of your career planning? Have you been doing this or have you taken a break from it? Um, because this is something that, as Sean said, is that we need to do this uh, very consistently. You know, where do we want to be in one week today? Where, where do we want to be in a month? Where do we want to be in six months or a year or a couple of years? And career planning and looking at the big picture, it just helps us be a bit more visionary because we, as I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, is we we end up being so bogged down in the present, the day-to-day, the hustle and bustle of what we do, whatever that might be. And uh, if we're not planning and looking towards the future and having a vision for career planning, setting goals, um, we're, we're never going to get anywhere. So I really hope that this podcast interview with Sean really helped um, you do some self-reflection on where you're at in your career and what is it that you need to do to um, career plan, look vision towards the future. Uh, We're still very early in 2024, so it's never too late to start planning out the year. And one thing I like to do is I never do news resolutions. I like to plan, you know, three, four months out first. Let me achieve those first and so that I can meet those goals of what I want to achieve for the year or two years or three years, whatever that might be. So I really hope you enjoyed this podcast interview with Sean. And if you want to connect with us and find out more, uh, you can go to tcadvisorygroup.com. And if this is your first time tuning into the Leadership Download Podcast, welcome. And uh, don't forget to subscribe on whichever platform you're listening on so that you'll get a notification when the next episode goes live. Thank you so much for tuning in and uh, we'll catch you on the next episode next week.